0: Hello, Akaville Radio. Welcome to another episode of Capella. I am one of your hosts, Brian Alexander, and joining me, as always, is...
1: As I said last time, the prettier half of your host... Alicia Edwards.
0: (laughs) No complaints there. Alicia, how's it going? How are you doing today?
1: I'm pretty good. I decided that I'm gonna turn a new leaf and start working out again because I was doing so well. Like I lost like 15 pounds between November and probably February and then March hit and I just didn't do anything. So I haven't done anything in a couple months. Hey, you know
0: what, you lasted a lot longer than uh, the rest of the people that made those New Year's resolutions. So hey, you you got that going for you.
1: We'll see how how it goes <laughs> how are you Brian hey
0: I'm doing well I'm doing very well I have a very random question for you so oh no I'm curious with everything going on right now, what is like the most out there or interesting like show or activity you found yourself like <laughs> taking part in because for me, like we've been like on this whole binge watching thing of random t v shows, and I'm ashamed to admit it a little bit, but we've been like watching the show called Merit at First Sight, oh my gosh, no. I know. I would never watch such a thing. But hey, you know, we're in this pandemic. Brian, there's I'm a lot judging you so
1: hard right now. You
0: know what? I expect that. <laughs> I, I very much expected that. But I'm I'm curious. You know, that's my, my thing I'm doing right now. What about you? So, Anything I mean,
1: of course, binge watching. You know, I've still been working. So I've been going into the office every day for eight hours. Right. And I work about 40 minutes from where I live. So there's a little bit of commute time there. Usually when I get home, I... Well, right now, I think I told you a few weeks ago, I've been on a kick where I've been making masks. So right. that's kept me a little bit busy. You can't say I'm as productive with that as my sister is because she has made over 500 Ooh. She's also a major in That's the Air amazing. Force, so I don't I don't get where she has the time to do that. But I've been doing that. I've been listening to a lot of music, which is no surprise. I've been arranging some music as well um, cool. for my acapella group. I've been working on one particular arrangement that has taken way longer than I would care to admit. And as far as binge watching, I've been doing that. I've been, I've been watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because it's...
0: Oh, I've heard good things about that one.
1: It's a little raunchy. But it's so funny. It's very inappropriate, but very funny. If you go into it knowing that it's inappropriate, you probably won't be shocked by anything. But um, that's right. a good one. I also started watching Ozark, which is dark, but it's good. I,
0: I, I've seen a few of episodes, yeah. but I've heard everyone talking about that, so yeah. I, I might have to try some of these out here. So,
1: if you haven't watched Witcher yet, you should. Oh, Netflix. I
0: definitely, I definitely watched that over the Christmas it break. Was, so.
1: Ooh that was a good one
0: that was worth watching for sure well awesome man I'm glad to see I'm not alone in a uh, branched out and trying some new things there well <laughs> um...
1: <laughs> I don't know that anything that I've done is new though if I'm being honest I don't watch hey, reality yeah. TV shows <laughs> oh
0: N- nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, on that note, we have, and, and I always say this, and I say this because I absolutely mean it. Of course, we have a very wonderful and exciting guest joining us today. And I'm really, really pumped for this guest because we get to talk about some things we don't normally get to and, talk like, about. And like
1: incredibly talented.
0: Amazingly yeah. talented, right? Yeah, I'm like, these videos that we found online of our, our guests today, man, they'll blow your mind. So we get to talk about the wonderful world of looping with uh, our wonderful guest You know her on YouTube as Rebecca Loops And I'm going to try not to butcher her name And I apologize in advance But we get to speak with Rebecca Marquart.
2: That's it Did I get that That's right? it Yes <laughs> I win
0: The day is I, w- I, I would probably put
2: equal emphasis on the Mar and the Quart like, just bounce it out of hair, but, like, you were, like, right there. That was, I'd say, ten pins down, strike, you're you're great. <laughs> nice, nice. Thank
0: you. I'm like, I was playing that over and over in my head. So I was like, if I mess this up, I'm done. I'm done with today. Yep.
2: That's it. That's I, I called myself Rebecca Loops on the internet because I was like, my last name is Marquardt with a silent D. Nobody is going to remember that. They're not going to know how to look it up. But then I changed So I put it as Rebecca Loops, and people were like, wait, what's your name? And I was like, Rebecca Loops. It's It's just my name and what I do. And they're like, can, can you spell that? I'm like, oh, <laughs> so it didn't work. I'm
0: known forever as Rebecca. It, yeah, Loops. it yeah, didn't that's work. It. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us on Talkapella today. Absolutely, I've been following you. Is This is interesting because I found your videos years ago. And, you know, i have just like, I remember just watching a few. And I was like, whoa, that is like really cool. And now like you're on the show. So that's even more <laughs> impressive. But one thing I have to actually touch on before we start everything is I know you're based out of NYC. But you're originally from Texas, Indeed is that correct? Indeed,
2: I am. Uh, that is so, awesome.
0: I love it when we get Texans on the
2: show. Yeah, so I lived in Fort Worth until I was 13, uh, very, close to the, uh, very close to the TCU campus. I was going to say, oh, that's know, pretty close that. to where Brian is from.
0: I, I went to school out in Denton, and I'm, I'm originally from Dallas, yeah. so I know that
2: whole no, area. I, yeah. I auditioned at North Texas for my undergrad, but the oboe professor nice. there, like, I didn't get a scholarship offer because he was like, you don't want to go here. Like he was like, you're not like I, I can tell you're not real. like this is kind of a backup school for you just in case, you know, something oh else. Gosh, doesn't And so I was funny. like, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> not, it's a great yeah. it's a great program. It just, you know, it was like. Ah. So we are in three
1: different time zones right now, but we all are from Texas. Nice.
2: That is
0: awesome. That's a first for the yeah, show. Yeah, hey. cool. It's
2: a big state with a lot of good music, so makes sense.
0: Exactly. Hey, you're speaking the truth.
2: That is absolutely true.
0: Well, for our listeners that might not be as familiar with uh, the work you've been doing on YouTube and everything else going on with your life, can you kind of just shed some light on your music background? Just tell us a little bit about how you got started into what you're doing.
2: Yeah, sure. So I started piano lessons when I was very young, and then I got fired from piano lessons basically <laughs> what? how i i hated practicing because the approach to learning piano was like <laughs> study these flashcards and learn what the notes on the page are and then study this and, and i was like i just want to play a song and sing along with it like i don't care exactly, what the notes yeah. on the page are <laughs> So I never so practiced. I got to ask. Yeah.
1: How old were you when you were fired from piano? Lessons? Oh, probably
2: like five or six. Basically, my, <laughs> my my piano teacher, my mom came to pick me up from lessons one day. And the teacher was like, look, I feel guilty taking your money because all that happens is she comes in here and I watch her practice for our 30 minute lesson. And then she doesn't practice anymore <laughs> until our next lesson. She's like, There's, I just don't think she's into this. <laughs> and I wasn't. That, first, but it was yeah. it was that like, like the classical music approach to music was... Was just not I just didn't care it was like just teach me three mm-hmm. chords and let me play a song like that's what I needed
0: hey you're speaking the truth for all the <laughs> the little kids that were forcing the piano out there so I, I get yep. it I yep.
2: mean I, I can't I can't say <clears throat> I practiced consistently
1: Consistently when I was a kid either yeah.
2: So I, I can relate So yeah so that was my first introduction To music and then in middle school I joined band because my best friend joined Band and I mm-hmm. started on tenor saxophone Because my brother had played one So we had one so it was like great This is the instrument I have so I will play it But I walked home from school every day And I carried that tenor sax home with me every day
0: And then made up your mind yeah, sure. yeah and
2: I think there were like four Other tenor saxophone players in my Sixth grade band of like 20 kids which doesn't make any sense at all. (laughs) And I just, I didn't, like, I think I knew then I was like a little bit quirky and off and maybe a hair weird in a great way, but I didn't, (laughs) I didn't like being around. I didn't like that there were so many of us, like I wanted to be different. So (laughs) I went to my band director and I was like, I'd like to play a different instrument and I want something small and weird. And he was like, well, <laughs> I have an oboe. And I was like, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> so I became an oboe player. Nice. I played oboe through middle school and high school. In high school, my sophomore year, I finally I auditioned for the high school musical. They did a production of Grease. And Ooh, nice. honestly, I think it probably took me until I was like 30 to really feel like I had found my voice and I was comfortable sharing my voice with the world. So like to have mm-hmm. to go and sing in front of a choir director for this show. Like I thought, I was just gonna vomit the entire time. I was so <sighs> terrified. And the audition number was "We Go Together," and it was oh, it was boy. just the first round audition. Like, will you be in the show at all? And mm-hmm. I got and I go in and I'm like, "We go together like blah, blah, blah. And then it, it got into all the fast parts, like "Ramblamblam," "Ding ding 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 dong," "Shoo boom," boom," "Tang tang," and like, and I'm just like, I'm so nervous, so I'm going like four times as fast as it needs to go and then i th- i hit the like and my the choir director who i had never met or sung in front of before just started cracking up and i was like
0: no like we gotta have her she's gotta be in the musical
2: but to me it was like i'm a joke he's laughing at me i'm terrible and he stops laughing and he was like why are you not in my choirs and i was like i what what? <laughs> so I, I I was very clear with him that I needed to be in the ensemble. I was like, do not give me a real part because I will vomit all over the stage. Son-
0: oh, no.
2: <laughs> so I was, I was in the ensemble and I had one line and all four shows, I had to say, play us a song, duty," And then the entire song, I didn't listen because I was just like, oh, my God, I said it. I said it. And all those people heard me say it. And I said it. Ah. And just had my own little like mini existential crisis for the next five minutes. (laughs)
1: Oh, I heck.
2: love it. <laughs> <laughs> so my junior and senior year, I sang in the like the show choir and the varsity choir and the women's Broadway ladies is what we were called and did band. Just like went hard with band. I was the head drum major by my senior year. I made Allstate my junior and senior year with obo. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then I thought that's a big like, deal. <clears> oh, <throat> it was it was a ama- like my freshman year of high school. I didn't even make it in the top band at my small like four A oh. high school in the country. Like there were three oboe players in the school and I ranked third oh my and gosh, I was so, so annoyed by, like I was like I should not have been third I should have beaten that other girl. this is <laughs> uh, this is unacceptable
0: that was well you showed that them. I, yeah
2: <laughs> so it was like so I set a goal for my sophomore year I was like I'm gonna make first chair at region and then I'll be the top in my school and I did nice. and then I was like next year I'm gonna make allstate and then I made all-state 4A and then I was like my senior year I'm gonna go 5a and I'm still gonna make allstate and then I ranked second of all the oboes in Texas my senior year so I was like wow <laughs> I oh god I'm too competitive It's not necessarily great But It, it's it okay. shows <laughs> It shows
0: Alright so So yeah we, we have you going through uh, The different All state accomplishments here And sure. like any, pretty much Anything that you said And put out there In the universe You accomplished So what, what did that lead you In terms of your progression Through the, the college Yeah space?
2: so I ended up I went to LSU And I, I went in As a music education major Initially With a focus In mm-hmm. instrumental And oboe I just okay. My high school band director I, he's probably one of the single most influential people in my young life Like he he oh, was nice. like a father figure to me And he just encouraged me like in the most like gentle and loving way I had a my choir director He was also great But he <laughs> kind of like I was so terrified to sing in front of him And so the one mm-hmm. like one-on-one session that we had I couldn't stop laughing Because it was like either I'm going to laugh or I'm going to cry And this feels better than crying So I'll just laugh and he was just like, fine. If you can't take this seriously, then I don't care either. And I was like, I'm not. It's not that I don't take it seriously. It's I. Lit- I'm so uncomfortable right now. And he was just like, all right. Oh. And he was just like, okay, that's it. And so I was always kind of like the band kid who happened to be in the choirs. And I think if he, uh. if like, I think if I had had my band director is my choir director a thousand percent I would have done voice but like I you know it was like Mm -hmm. I was doing so well with oboe and things were going so great and uh, I got a scholarship to go to LSU so I was like awesome Um, went in as an education major took almost every single education class I was short one education class in student teaching but by my senior year I was like oh I don't really want to work in a school setting like I don't want to have to deal (laughs) with like a school board and the paperwork so like I just want to be able to make music and teach kids and like do the fun parts of it so I was like oh So I stuck with the music the music performance degree and graduated in four years. Oh, nice. And then, yeah, auditioned for like four different programs for grad school and was really conflicted because I was starting to feel like I wasn't really sure I wanted to be an oboe player. Like, I think I just I was good enough at it that good opportunities fell in my lap. Like in my undergrad, I managed to play with like professional union orchestras, like the Louisiana Philharmonic Orchestra in New Orleans. I was playing nice. with them my last semester of college. Boy. Like, that's not a thing that most undergrads get to do. And it was. Yeah.
0: no not by any means. Not
2: because I was so amazing like it was just, it was really great timing for me that one of the worst things to happen in the Gulf Coast happened my senior year. Katrina hit at the beginning mm-hmm. of my senior year right. and so that orchestra disbanded and a third of them just never came back so they were short one oboe player. My oboe teacher at LSU did a concert with them and they were like, yes, we love you. Can you come back with the rest of the season? And He was like, I'm a full-time professor and I play with the Baton Rouge Symphony. I can't also be driving out here five times a week. He was like but try, try out my student and it it, it was like a real rough start to the first rehearsal, and by the end of the first rehearsal, I was like, "I got this! I got this! Is great! This is fine! This is totally fine!" So yeah, so like had really great opportunities. I ended up going to CCM, uh, the Cincinnati Conservatory, for my master's degree, and I think by halfway through that program, I was just like, "Oh, I don't want this." Like, <laughs> <laughs> It was like, I don't want to be an oboe player. I don't want to take auditions. I don't, don't want to teach high school oboe players. I don't, you know, it's like, oh, so I kind of just put my head down, busted my butt, did all the coursework and graduated in about a year and a half. And then kind of like while I was doing that, started having some very like serious conversations with myself of like, OK, what do I want? Like, what mm-hmm. life do I want for myself? And I, I think I had always wanted to be an actor and I'd always wanted to make film and television And because I was just so shy and it took me so long to find my voice, I never had that confidence. But playing oboe and doing music built that confidence into me, but it also filled my schedule so I couldn't try those things. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I finished grad school and I was like, okay, I'm 23. I can do anything I want now. So I was like, great. I quit classical music and I moved to Chicago to do comedy. (laughs)
0: Nice. <laughs> Th- that seemed like the you know natural progression of yeah, course.
2: yeah yeah I, I always used to joke you know oh i quit oboe to do comedy like you do and then i met a friend recently who literally got a degree in oboe and then quit oboe and moved to chicago to do what? comedy And i was like oh, oh I'm not my alone. gosh <laughs> so there
0: are two of you out there in the universe now indeed
2: wow. indeed <laughs> So, yeah, but so I spent uh, almost eight years in Chicago studying anything film and TV, like did improv and sketch comedy, writing, acting, stand up, Mm -hmm. storytelling, a little bit of everything, bought a camera, started just learning how to like shoot and edit stuff on my own. But in the mix of all of that, I also played in a bunch of cover bands. Like I can, I'm decent at a lot of instruments. Like if you put any instrument in my hand, I will figure out how to play it, but I'm not amazing at Mm -hmm. any one instrument, which is a fun party trick. But then if you're like, oh, I'd like to be in your band and they're like, like great what do you play i'm like oh i don't play anything well enough to be in your band like oh no but i i like i co-founded i co-founded one band specifically to let me play a ton of instruments uh, so we had like a drummer a bass guitar a guitar a singer and then me So I would just fill in whatever was needed for each song, which was great until I got home from gigs on Saturday nights at like 3 in the morning, and I had a car full of instruments and there was no parking, and I was like, oh, this sucks so hard. Yeah.
1: That's so fantastic,
2: but it was you know no regrets.
0: (laughs) Right. So I'm curious, and I'm hearing this, and you might be one of the most accomplished instrumentalists I've like ever ever had the pleasure of speaking Uh to here. (laughs) But I'm like, you go from all this instrument training, you go through you know your music education courses, you go through all your different involvements with you know music throughout college and the different organizations you play with, and then transition into acting and you know moved to chicago and i guess the million dollar question for me at this point with all of these different you know skill sets all of this you know this varied background you got going on here, how in the world do you arrive at looping (laughs) from all of this i'm I'm so curious
2: i you know what sometimes just brilliant (laughs) ideas come to you when you're sleeping and you email yourself (laughs) and most of the time you wake up the next day and you're like what
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's happened maybe once before.
2: Yeah, um, yeah I know, right? <laughs> uh, no, so I think it was a combination of like, it, I had been playing in all those cover bands and I had started trying to like record covers where it was me playing all the instruments, but it just, it was so much work and it's not satisfying because it's like, it's a one at a time and you don't get the interact. like the, the best part of making music is being with other people and making music with other people. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really get that And then I went to Conan O'Brien Did his tour Right after he got Fired from NBC And he did like A <laughs> oh, live okay. stand-up tour That was like A thanks a lot NBC tour Essentially And this comedian Named Reggie Watts Opened for him Reggie Oh AM. yes Reggie Watts Reggie. Uh, yeah. He does the music For James Corden's show Okay yeah, yeah, he's, he's the music there director now. there yeah. So Reggie Watts As a com- His comedic style Is just like Just constant tangents So he starts with this <laughs> And then three minutes later He's speaking in a different accent about a completely different subject. And you're like, what happened? How did we get here? I don't under- know. Like, so like, he, he has like a very nonsensical but delightful comedy style. But he does it over mm-hmm. loops. Like He uses a looper in his act. And oh, so he'll beatbox okay. and he just adds layers. And most of it is just improvised. And I remember very clearly sitting in the audience and watching him and just being like, oh, I could do that. I could do covers but I could do them like that and I was so excited and I went home and I like looked up loopers like what he had and it was like $700 and I was like never mind and <laughs> and then I found an oh, app version hundreds. of it that was like $2 or it was free at the time or something and so I okay. immediately downloaded it and I just couldn't figure out how it worked. So I'd, I lost interest. I went, didn't think about it. A couple of years later, the salt and Pepper song, None of Your Business, came on. I was riding in the car with a friend and we both knew every single word to it, even though neither of us had heard it for probably 15, 20 years. <laughs> and, I, and I was listening to it and I was like, oh, this would be so easy to do on a looper. And so I pulled that app back up and I just played with it mm-hmm. and I figured it out. I made a recording. I put it on my Facebook and people were like, what is happening? And I was like, I know, right? <laughs> Where did this come yeah. from? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was just like, you know what? Why not? Like, I, there's nothing quite like this on YouTube. Like, there are a lot of people who use mm-hmm. loopers, but most of it is just improvised. Like, I haven't really seen covers. And most of the covers that people do are like what Ed Sheeran does, where like he has a looping pedal, but a looping pedal yeah. kind of works like an onion. So you lay down the middle of the onion, then you add a layer, then you add a layer, then you add a layer. So you can't then go in and pull out the inside of the onion without undoing all the layers. <laughs> right. Right. But with this mm-hmm. app, the app had six tracks and with the new loop so I now have a looper similar to what Reggie Watts uses. I've upgraded. But oh, with fancier. yeah, yeah, but with the app version and this other looper that I have, you could record the beatbox first and then add a layer of bass and add whatever the keyboard part would have been, the guitar parts, all of that stuff, and then you can just have the keyboard and the beatbox drop out so then you just have one loop of just the bass playing. So it was like I could get so fancy with how i controlled it because it it just wasn't interesting to me to be like oh and then i add this and add this and add this and now i just sing over that for the next three minutes like i was like but that's boring to listen to like and i think especially if you're trying to do acapella covers of instrumental songs like you have to get creative Mm -hmm. because those songs are produced they have all these added effects
1: exactly And like with
2: the looping app especially there's no there weren't effects that i could add into it it was like this is just my raw vocals Going straight into the recording And that's it So it's like, okay, well Just going <makes noise> Was not enough So I'm going to add in a <makes noise> Just to kind of oh, yeah, fill, nice. fill it out a little like a, bit more nice You know? Yeah. yeah Well, and I,
1: I loved One of the most entertaining things For me watching your videos Was you weren't just singing You weren't just making these vocals But you were I mean, you had, you mentioned in one of your videos That you had a callus On your, your one finger <laughs> From clicking and, <laughs> and I, I was I was kind of floored by that. I was like, okay, not only is she singing all of these parts, but she's gotta navigate everything and it's it's all in real time. And so I I was very yep. impressed by that.
2: I, that honestly, yeah. like, that's the hardest part for me. Like, and I, I'm kind of mad at myself for setting myself up with that in the beginning, that it was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm not just gonna do this looping cover, I'm gonna do it mm-hmm. in one nonstop continuous take. Because that's the other thing is that a lot of looping acts that you see out there, they lay down and then they just let that loop two or three times while they get ready to lay down the next thing. Mm. So it takes them like mm-hmm. 5 minutes just to lay down the loops before the song even begins and I was like that's boring to me. Like I don't want to yeah. do- I don't want to do that myself. So you seem to
1: transition pretty seamlessly into those different tracks.
2: Yeah so so but it's like that's the hardest thing about the act honestly is that I have not I don't think I've ever posted anything on YouTube that wasn't just one continuous take. We're literally from the second that I start beatboxing Mm -hmm. until the entire song ends I am actively doing something the whole time and like it's hard because sometimes it's just like oh building these loops is really hard because there's this really tricky transition here here and here and other times it's like oh I'm covering this rap song that's really fast and I set myself up at too fast of a tempo because I don't use a click because then the click would be in the looping, you know, so it's like, oh, and then I had it all perfect. And then or like one, the one looping cover that I edited the audio, my voice literally cracked on the last word of the entire thing. And I was like, oh, oh nope.
0: no, no, nope. I got to do it all over yeah, again. No, I
2: was like, I'm not going to do it again. I'm just I'll I'll just I'll put the audio into audacity and I'll overdub the last line. It took me so much longer to do that. I was like, I should have <laughs> just re re-recorded It would have been faster to re-record the entire track. If I did that today, I would just post it with the voice crack. And then I would have been like, oops, <laughs> click. <laughs> oops. <laughs>
0: well, that, that's so that's interesting and fascinating. And that's uh, that's wonderful kind of here that you just were able to quickly kind of attach yourself to, you know, this is what I like. This is what I enjoy and um you were able to kind of have that realization early on where it takes a while for so many other people and on that note unfortunately we do have to take one quick break uh and we're going to come right back and keep speaking more with Rebecca because this has been so so fun and exciting just hearing about all of these experiences here but uh stay tuned and we're going to come right back here on talkapella
1: Yoo hoo, barbershoppers! We haven't forgotten about you. Acaville has a long standing show dedicated to topics in barbershop called Shop Talk. The show airs Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, and is hosted by Mark Holdeman, a member of the Dallas Big D Texas chapter, and Ed Howard, member of the Arlington, Texas chapter. Tune in to Shop Talk to hear the intersection between barbershop music and contemporary acapella, two hours each week. Only on AkaVille. Welcome back to Tacapella. Hello again, AkaVille Radio. For those of you just joining us, Brian and I are here on Tacapella with Rebecca Loops talking about looping which is super fascinating. So Rebecca tell us besides timing what is important for creating a good loop?
2: Ooh, that's great. I guess it depends kind of what kind of like what your goal is with looping but specifically for what I do one of the biggest things I try to focus on is creating variation throughout the song. So I start with just doing literal just like imitations of what is already in the song. So I try to replicate exactly what the drums are doing, exactly what the bass is doing. And then I listen to it and I think, okay, does this work as an unproduced acapella track or is there stuff missing? And then I might start filling it out. Um, I also try to make it set up so that there is a change about every four to eight bars, depending how fast the song is, just so that it's not, it doesn't get old fast. So you're not just listening to because that's the thing with a looper is it's kind of boring. It's literally the exact same thing playing over and over right. and over again. Yeah,
1: you want to keep the interest of whoever yeah, your listeners yeah. are, or your your audiences.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. I guess that kind of goes against convention on what normal people think of a loop because you're thinking, okay, it's just a repetition of the same thing. But here, you're like, no, 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 no. Let we gotta
1: change it yep. up.
2: Right. No, that's awesome. Well, and that's I part of like part of what I was hoping people would take from this is. To be able to see how simple and also complex music is, because the majority of songs that we listen to on a daily basis are the same thing over and over and over again that can be done on a looper, you know. But it, it's how do you make those interesting? Like at its core, music is very simple. It's all about what you add to it that makes it interesting.
0: Right. Yeah, and that's that's important for every acapella group out there. That's what we're all trying to figure out: is what do I, how can I add something new to it, like, but at the same time the make song it recognize. Yeah, make yeah, embellish, but at the same time keep it recognizable so the, right. you know the audience is still able to latch onto to it. And so so for you, what what's the the early stages of your you're getting ready? To create a new video for uh, uh, for your looping, you know what? How do you come about your arrangements? Really, what's the, the inspiration? You just like, oh, I just found a song that I like, and I'm like, here we go. I'm just listening a hundred times until I figure out what works, or is there <laughs> yeah, some other process?
2: That's probably like eighty percent of it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay,
0: well, there it is. I, I figured out the secret. Uh, yep, all yep. Right.
2: That's it. We're done here. We can all go home. Uh, just kidding. We're already <laughs> home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, it so. The first thing is, like, obviously figuring out, like, will this song work on a loop? And technically, you can make any song work on a loop because you could put, like, the bridge, if it has different chord progression, you can just put that on a different track and have it come in. But then it's, I try to keep my loop building relatively short. So I try to avoid things where it has different chord progressions later in the song so that's my first thing is just like can I make this work on a loop um I might sit down with my looper and do just like a really like quick and dirty arrangement just to see how it sounds because there are some songs like uh Missy Elliott's WTF I freaking love that song when it came out I could not stop listening to it and just like dancing around my apartment but the kinds of sounds that are in that song they're so, like they're not Super looped like it's like oh and then this fun xylophone sound drops in here and then it doesn't drop in again until here like it's just it's more of like a mishmash of different sounds there's not like a core chord progression to it so so I'll do like a quick and dirty version that's like oh this is a solid start already so I know I'll be able to embellish this and make it even better then I just listen to the song a million times over the next week or two until it is just like drilled into my brain then I actually come up with the arrangement like I try to I listen to the song and I write out every single part that I can hear so it's like great it started with this beatbox rhythm the bass came in like this later the bass changes to this but I think I can just keep the bass the same the whole time and that'll be fine. Like I'll pick the more interesting of the two baselines if it changes partway through and just kind of like, like I write it all out on paper, all the parts that are happening. And then I try to figure out what can I combine because the looping app only has six tracks. The looper that I have is a, it's a boss RC 505. It only has five tracks. So if I hear 17 different parts, I have to figure out, okay, how do I narrow this down to five Things. so it's like great well when when this guitar part happens this keyboard also happens so great those can be on one track so they turn on together turn off together and then it's just about like drilling the loop building first like not even doing the song just okay how do i how do i prepare my brain so that while i'm recording the beatbox in my head I'm thinking okay the bass is next and I'm hearing that pitch in my head while I'm beatboxing so that as soon as I stop beatboxing I immediately switch to So, yeah, so it's and it's just like just repetition of just building the loops, building the loops, building the loops. And then once I have the loop building done, then it's figuring out the arrangement. When do I drop things out? When do I put them back in? then once I have the whole thing finished now I also have to add in the vocals which sometimes it's like oh it's a 90s jam that I grew up with so I don't need to work that because it's just there but then if it's like oh this is a a brand new Nicki Minaj song that just dropped yesterday and I'm trying to get the cover up today because I want to try and cash in on that Ooh, brand new who's who's doing the cover yeah you know and it's like oh and she raps insanely fast and she has such a specific style that I want to do my best to emulate so it's like oh that's that's a lot. <laughs> so it's, just, it's and then by the time I record the cover half the time I'm like I don't ever want to hear that song again <laughs> because like it's just embodied my entire brain for the last like two weeks or something but yeah but then eventually I come back to the song and I love it because I'm like oh I spent so much time like I know that song so well and now I'm excited to hear it.
0: Mm-hmm. it it seems like there's like so much forward thinking involved with looping so I'm like it's obviously not as easy as you all are the, the loopers of the world out there making it seem I'm like because I've always just paid attention to it I was like okay you know if you have some kind of musical abilities you can possibly get involved i'm just like okay this is definitely well, no not no the no case. i mean
2: i don't i don't want to discourage anyone from trying looping because especially <laughs> especially if you're like if you're a singer songwriter you're trying to write original stuff loopers are fantastic. You can also set them up to be on a click. So you can be like, I know I want it to be eight counts long and it will have the built in metronome. So you don't even have to worry about timing. It's not about like, oh man, I ended the loop a hair too late and now there's a lag before the loop starts again. It's just built in to be exactly in time. And then you can just play with it. You can be like, I kind of like this rhythm. So I'm just going to lay down this rhythm and then I'm going to kind of sit with that rhythm a little bit until like a baseline comes to me. And now I can add that baseline in. So looping can be very, very easy, especially if if you're just kind of like improvising and playing and trying to create original stuff i highly recommend it it's when you're trying to do covers where you're trying to be as accurate as possible and you're cutting out all the like dead time that's when it's that's when you're just a crazy person who's like boy i guess i just have too much free time and i need something to eat up a lot of it <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but hey, I mean, a lot A lot of people have that right now with the quarantine and the <laughs> yeah. pandemic. Yeah. So. Perfect
0: time to pick up looping exactly. right now. Exactly. So exactly. If,
1: if you need a hobby yep. and you want to pick up something new, you should try out looping. Yeah,
2: there's a, there's a couple apps you can get on your phone that are pretty cheap and get the job done. So Well, I know. I mean, after having these, this conversation with you, I want to try it. See? See?
0: Exactly. <laughs> there it is, right there. I'm already I inspire in the world. not
1: like how it sounds, c- and then I'll just give up. No, and then maybe, maybe like you did, a couple years later, I'll pick it back up. But I, I don't know. I can't make any promises.
2: The other cool thing though is like for people who are working on arrangements, like you were talking about arranging a song. Uh huh. If yep. you're just like, I want to hear in real time how these harmonies would sound together. Right. Great. It's just a one a little four count harmony you want to hear. Make a little four count loop record one record the next, so you can hear it right great. away with actual yeah, human awesome. voices instead of like oh I'll program it into my MIDI and hear a robot voice sing it back to me you can that's just do really it and then point. you're like oh it's a great tool that yeah. sounds amazing 100% put it in that's a really good point
0: yeah I'm like it's a great great resource for other areas of the music and and, and I'm curious because uh, if we could just back up just for a quick second you were talking about just the kind of different approaches to to looping you know for those who want to more of a kind of more simplified process there's a way of going about about and then there's of course, the very, very sophisticated way that you go about doing it as well. Are there, in my opinion, are there like different like subsets or styles within looping? Because I've, I've watched a lot of videos and I've also seen like the competition videos, and I know they have the Grand Beatbox Championships and they do a lot of loop stuff and they add a lot of cool effects. And then there's, it feels like in. An- Please correct me if I'm mislabeling anything that you that you do, but it's like yours is more of like a a pure, pure way. I'm like, I don't I I see all the really cool things that are going on, but you don't utilize as much of those vocal effects. I see some of the other people using Is it. Are there different styles and groups within looping in itself?
2: I th- yeah, I think a lot of people just approach Like they utilize the same tool But for different formats Like uh, Melissa Etheridge actually during this whole quarantine She's been doing Facebook live concerts And she uses a looper So like she okay. has this music room That just behind her like she has like bongo drums Set up over here with a mic She's got like you know 47 guitars behind her Like so she goes <laughs> So she sets up like a beat And then she'll go over and she'll get her guitar And she'll just lay down like a chord progression And then she'll take another guitar And she'll do like some solos and like by the she'll do like a 12 minute long jam session that like has a song in it that, you know, but she's just adding stuff throughout. And by the end of it, it sounds like she's got a 12 part band on stage with her. Nice. There's a, a guy named Mark Rabier, who I would very much recommend people look up. He's a character. I, I got to ask, how, how do you spell that? Uh, Yeah. um, Mark M-A-R-C Rabier. Okay. I believe it is R E B. I-L-L-E-T. It's French. Okay. Robbie Ye. Yeah. But he, I think he's actually also from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I sure. know. More Texas sure. So many, so many great things and people yep. come out of Texas. Yep. So he, he does a looping act and he's known for his live shows because like he'll take suggestions from the audience and then he'll improvise music from it. And then he just makes up these songs and he's, I say this in the, the best way possible. And I think he would appreciate the compliment. He's extremely weird. Just, like, so bizarre, like, the straight, and, like, and his audience loves him, like, he's very, it's very hard to describe what he does, but it's all improvised live, but he has, like, a, a MIDI keyboard that he has a million different sounds programmed in through Logic, so he okay. actually, like, it sounds like a legit production. By the time he's done with it. And then he adds in like layered vocals and all. Yeah, he's he is brilliant. So he uses the looper like that. I don't know as much about like beatboxing competitions. Like it's my favorite when people drop in on the YouTube and they're like, you're a terrible beatboxer. And I'm like, I'm not a beatboxer. That's not my (laughs) I'm not a beatboxer. Like I'm competent enough to be able to lay down the rhythm that I want to sing over like that. You know, I I would love to be an amazing beatboxer. But like I watch the videos and they're like, just kind of do it like this. And I'm like. What? What? As oh, my
0: goodness. Shame my on these mouth, people. My
2: mouth does not do that.
1: As an acapella sort, I mean, sort of nerd, Brian's much more of an acapella nerd than I am. I do not think you are a terrible beatboxer. I, I was actually that. I think the first video I watched, I don't remember which one it was, but I was like, oh, she's got the bass sound, which I, I mean, I've been in acapella for, what, five, I've been singing in groups for Five, six years now, and I can't I can't beatbox. <laughs> Brian, fun. on the it's other fun. hand, is very good. Yeah.
0: I've got a little experience. To me, I, I feel like it comes down to... It all depends on what you're using it for, right, what you're right. what you're doing. Does it work for your style? Does it work for your group? Does it work for your looping? At the end of the day, if it achieves that purpose, yeah. then then it works at the end of the day. Who cares yeah. if you're, you know,
2: I think that's the the exact answer to your question about are there different styles of looping? And like 100 percent, it's just everybody's like, great, I have this platform that allows me to just play back what I recorded. How do I utilize that to the best of my ability? So I'm trying to work in more instruments and things like that. But the problem is I don't want to lose. I don't want it to turn into like, oh, I record the bass line. And then the loop plays three times while I switch to another instrument. So I'm still trying to get creative with like, okay, how do I use instruments but fill in every single thing? So maybe it's like I beatbox and then I record the keyboard and then I add a vocal while I'm getting the guitar on and ready to go. And then I do the guitar and then I add another vocal while I'm switching to a you know, but it's a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I got to ask. Yeah. So earlier you said that while you're recording the beat, you like are hearing the note in your head. This is a very, very
2: simple question. Do you have perfect pitch? No. I'm actually – I love that I don't have perfect pitch because I <laughs> – I so I, I have very good relative pitch. And I okay. – like okay. I have That's a good ear. Low. My yeah. ear training is – I don't know why Like I would love to be like I just worked very hard And I earned that quality But I don't Like I can remember Being in like 7th grade And riding around In the backseat of my dad's car And hearing music on the radio And I was playing like Air oboe And, like, I had this thought of, like, (laughs) how do I know that these are the right notes? And I was like, I don't know. I just know that if this song were in B flat, these would be the right notes. Okay. And I was like, I'll I'll have to test this someday and see if it's right. And then, like, got into college and you had to do, like, ear training courses. And so they were like, oh, write out the tune of the happy birthday song in this key, (sighs) which, like, is actually kind of a trick question because it doesn't start on the tonic, which most songs Uh do. It starts on the five. Okay. But so, like, so I wrote it out and I was like, ooh, I don't know don't know these professors yet like will they appreciate it if I'm being a little bit smart about this and so I added the tag at the end in parentheses I wrote and many more with like the nice. <laughs> I, nice. I
0: was like
2: I'm gonna just go for it I don't know so That's but, fantastic. But, but I love not having perfect pitch because I can listen to a song and then I can go cool but I need it to be in the key of E flat for my voice mm-hmm. and then I can mm-hmm. just put it in E flat like it's not like no but I hear it in D I can't possibly do it in E flat like yeah a lot of people with perfect pitch actually struggle struggle when it comes to ear training because they only okay. hear the notes they don't hear oh it starts on the tonic then it goes to the four then the five then the four yeah okay
0: yeah that, that was always my perception of it with uh, people I've met that have perfect pitch it's just like oh you don't know the struggles <laughs> of you know experiencing the world of music it's just I'm just like yeah, oh
2: yeah. I mean they had it easy in school <laughs> because ear training classes they were like I'm just writing the notes right. that you played like this is you know I don't know
1: well I, I got to share this we had a really funny experience so we have a guy in our acapella group who he does have perfect pitch and he wasn't going to be able to make one of our performances last summer and so while we were having our rehearsals prepping for that performance he was not at those rehearsals so we we um changed around some of our arrangements one of them that had two solos we had the other soloist pick up the wall so it's actually a song that i arranged so i was very familiar with it and i was like okay so we can have one person sing the solo the whole time but i was the one singing that whole solo then and i couldn't it, i struggled to hit the low low note in that song with a lot of power and i was like you guys i just can we change the key so we moved it up by like one and a half steps we went from like an e E flat major to like an, an F sharp major or something. We did something weird with it. Well, he comes back in to rehearsal after that performance is over and we play the pitch pipe and we're about to sing this song in this new key. <laughs> and as soon as we play the note, he like gets this really weird look on his face and if we start singing it and I have to stop the group because I'm just laughing because his <laughs> reaction is so funny. Yep.
2: I yeah, for him it's like he just has to relearn a whole song now because right. he had right. it as this but for like yeah. singers who don't have perfect pitch, you're like, move it up. So, All right. So I have a yep. question here. So we
0: got a, a last few minutes here. So and I I feel like I definitely need to ask these questions because I've seen so many of your covers now and it just <laughs> begs to be asked how deep does your love of hip-hop and rap oh. music run? Because I've seen Biggie covers, I've seen Tupac, I've seen Coolio. I'm just like, man, mm-hmm. this girl mm-hmm. knows her 90s, 80s, you know, hip-hop, <laughs> rap stuff. What's going on here? How deep does it go?
2: yeah, I mean, yeah, I grew. You know, I was. Uh, I'm not afraid to, to age myself. I was born in '84, so like grew up in the '90s, and uh, I had an older sister. So anytime we would cruise around in her just like <laughs> dumpy car with the windows down, we'd have that radio <laughs> cranked up. You know, elbow out the window. You were man. like, man, I'm living the life. <laughs> right, <I'm laughs> just, everything felt great. Yeah, I don't know. It's so it's like a combination of things. Like I would say musically, I like almost every single genre of music music rap is like rap especially hip-hop like just very fun yeah. because they're it's fun to do it's fun just to be able to say words Man, rhythmically so fast and be like yes <laughs> But I think it also sort of like like uh, they're like different genres of music for me that represent like different emotions. And so it's like rap and hip hop. Like I did a, a Eminem cover, um, Lose Yourself. And like to be able to actually like lose yourself in a song. I mean, this sounds so this is such a nerdy way to talk about hip hop. But to like <laughs> to be able to like lose yourself in a song like that where you can really like rage out, like where we don't I don't think we oh, get shoot. enough opportunities <laughs> to just be like, wow! Let it all out, yes. like, you know, so it's yeah. It's so cathartic. But then there's also the fact that, like, I'm working with a looper. So that limits, like, I can't do country music on a looper because the chords change in the chorus and the bridge, oh, right. you know, like 90s country, uh, new country, not my, not my cup of tea, um, little <laughs> Garth Brooks, Reba McIntyre. I'm into it. But yeah, but so like most songs that work on a looper are going to be pop, rap, hip hop. Like th- that is the majority of it. So
0: yeah, I was gonna say that that makes so much sense. And I'm, and I'm thinking about like all the, the acapella videos I've watched over the years. And if I'm being perfectly honest, while there are a lot of emotional reactions and responses that comes to all the different performances people do, the audience seems to get like the hypest to get the most into it when a group just like busts out a random hip hop or rap song. So I, I, I get I get the feeling. I I get where you're coming from with with this. It's just something that connects with people. And it was just like, oh, just being able to do things rhythmically that just, you know, just gets the blood pumping.
1: Okay, well, Rebecca, you seem very accomplished, but we've got to ask, what is the bigger achievement? Or what's the bigger accomplishment? Having one of your covers make the front page of Reddit or having Nicki Minaj comment on one of your videos?
2: Oh, man. Uh... (laughs) both very cool for different reasons (laughs) like you know Nicki Minaj calling you an effing icon we'll censor it a little bit Uh, or we can we can just say calling you an icon that was so wild and so cool but it was also like a total bummer for a reason that I I would love for more people to be talking about, which is the fact that so somebody had seen my Nicki Minaj cover on YouTube, they downloaded the video to their computer and uploaded what? it to Twitter and didn't tag me oh, or on. give me credit or ask permission. Oh no! And then yeah, and then oh. her tweet went viral. So that one tweet alone, I think, got over three hundred and thirty thousand no. views, including Nicki Minaj calling me an icon, and I think I picked up maybe two hundred subscribers what? on Robbery. youtube oh no so it was like if you want like yeah most people saw it and thought like wow what a one-time freaking <laughs> thing like this is so weird and it's like no i literally had like 40 other songs just like that so it's like oh like if she had tagged me people um, could have been like oh who is this person and yeah. then maybe they could have seen my other like it would have opened yeah. up a new audience to that this like weird thing i've built Whereas Reddit, <laughs> it went viral on Reddit because somebody posted my oh, nice. actual video link to Reddit and that went viral. And literally overnight, I got a quarter of a million views see, and picked up 5,000 subscribers. Yeah. Like that, exactly, you know, it was like that was perfect. Like it built my platform. It allowed people to see like, oh, this is actually a thing that I can see more of if I am interested in it. So I'll subscribe right. here so that I can see more of it. And then that post, they posted it in the subreddit uh, deep into YouTube and for Almost two years after that, I continued to just get subscribers who would go to that subreddit, sort by most popular, and see mine at the top. And then they would subscribe to my channel. And then that user deleted (laughs) his profile and I noticed because my channel completely plateaued. And I was like, What happened? (laughs) And I was like, Oh. So yeah, both were both were totally surreal. I mean, I think the first time that you go viral is just like it's because you're just like, what's happening? But it's also like, I don't know. It's going viral is like, it's cool and it's fun, but it's not a career. It's uh, you know, having even having Nicki Minaj call me an icon like that doesn't fundamentally right. change my life. Like it's like, oh, that was right. really cool, awesome pat on the back, and now I just have to get back to work doing more things right. and making more things. You know. Well, you gotta hey, live up to that. i be bringing that up
0: at every family <laughs> yeah, reunion, know, right? every gathering with Got friends. It. I'm like, hey, Nicki Minaj <laughs> called me an icon. Can we <laughs> can we acknowledge that, people?
2: I. Every every time that you I'm trying... You should make
1: a t-shirt that just says... Yeah. <laughs> just, just a picture of the tweet. And, and that's the
0: importance, kids, why uh, that? Why you need to learn the word attribution here. The, today's keyword is attribution. Give it
2: uh-huh. people. Well, give,
1: give credit where credit is
2: due. Well, and pay attention when you see things on Twitter that you mm-hmm. think are funny or that you like do you think that the account that's posting that right. is actually the creator of that content? Because like oh. 90% of yeah. what you see now is like, oh, that's not yours. Exactly. You found it Just somewhere else the and then you put it print. on Twitter. You can
0: see, take two seconds to be like, hey, that's not the same person.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And on that note, we are going to take uh, one more commercial break here. and We're going to come back and keep speaking with Rebecca right here on Talkapella. Sure, we have tens of thousands of songs in our library, but I bet you have access to songs we don't have. If you're an artist, a group, or you happen to have a killer music library, then head over to our website, send us some music. We would love to play tunes we don't already have in the library, and it's always growing. In fact, most of the music that we receive, we get directly from groups and artists. So head on over to the website, acaville.org and hit submit your music. We'd love to play it. On our air. And thank you for tuning back in to Tal Man, you're gonna to want to replay this episode over and over again. See what I did there? Because we're talking about loops? Yeah.
1: <laughs> on a loop. <laughs> a loop.
2: On a loop. Speaking with Rebecca Loops, <laughs>
0: also known as Rebecca Marquart. I, I have to keep saying that so I don't mess up her last name. Okay, Rebecca That's Loops okay. Is Rebecca fine.
2: Loops is fine. <laughs> Okay. She's forever known as Rebecca name. Loops in this case.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we've been speaking to her about her very illustrious music background. Then we got into a little bit about looping, the fundamentals, the different styles, how she approaches it. And, you know, we didn't even get to go in depth with all of her experience as a comedian and actor and writer. But, you know what? We're going to supply you with all the mediums that where you can go and learn more about all of that. But, uh, as usual for our last segment of the show, We always like to leave our audience with something that they can walk away from the show with in terms of advice. So, uh, Rebecca, uh, as per tradition, if you could offer our listeners one piece of advice, what would you want to say to them?
2: Sure. Uh, I've got I've got two little nuggets. I'll I'll leave here. If you're, so the first one, this is like the boring one. Um, if you're, tra- if you're trying to pursue a career as a performer, like if you're like, I want to be able to pay my bills making my art. My biggest piece of advice would be find a day job that will pay the bills that you enjoy. Something that isn't so great that you're like, I don't ever need to pursue the art because I'm so happy here, but something that doesn't make you crazy because if you're constantly waiting for your art to pay your bills, you're gonna start to resent your art. Like it it takes a long time for that to happen. Like I, my career has been very scattered. I haven't been as focused, which I think would have helped, but you know, I'm 36. I have about a million and a half views across all platforms online and I'm still working a day job. Like, you know, so you just have to find a lifestyle where you are very happy and comfortable with your lifestyle so you can keep pursuing that art. And then my other little nugget would be make sure that whatever that art is, that when you finish it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is the most me thing that I have ever made. Like if you're not putting all of you into the thing you're making, try it and see what happens because that's every time I finish a looping cover and I go back and I listen to it and I watch myself just geeking out in the video I'm like who am I like like this is amazing and so weird and strange but like I'm the only person that could be doing this strange thing I'm doing so I guess I should keep doing it I
0: love it I love
2: that (laughs) so Rebecca if any of our
1: listeners want to start following you and see the work that you've been doing where can they find you
2: uh, the internet is probably the best place. I see that one coming <laughs> <laughs> please don't come to my apartment there's no looping happening in my apartment for live performances I, if you google Rebecca Loops basically everything I'm at Rebecca Loops on all social medias definitely my YouTube channel has the most loop centric stuff there um, I'm starting a not a music or looping podcast Ooh. called Gay or Nay it's a queer queer history podcast so we're talking about historical figures like way before the gay rights movement and kind of learning a little bit more about the queer culture that existed that most people don't really know about that's
0: awesome that's great wonderful
2: yeah if you're looking for me you can find me
1: on twitter that's alicia edwards 19 alicia spelled e-l-i-c-i-a you can find me on instagram at merwin nation that's m-e-r-w-i-n a-t-i-o-n and if you're looking for my acapella group inversion based out of salt lake you can find us on instagram under inversion underscore s-l-c you can you can also find us on Facebook under Inversion Acapella.
0: Yeah, and if you want to go learn more about the the work that I do outside the show, follow me on Twitter at the Brian Alex Brian with an I. And then of course, please go support all the work that I do with College Acapella on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search College Acapella two piece two l's That's gonna do it for our show today. We want to thank our wonderful, just amazing, fun, entertaining guest Rebecca Loops so much. It has been one of the, the funnest and probably the most I've ever laughed during a talkapella episode so that's always refreshing <laughs> so we really appreciate you coming on the show today
2: comedy class is paying off <laughs> they definitely are <laughs> she's got a future there in
0: comedy definitely so thanks again uh, on that note please be sure to go check out talkapella if you've missed any episodes as well as if you want to hear this episode again go to our website at talkapella two piece two l's of course and then of course we have a twitter as well talkapella on twitter and of course go follow Acoville radio they are their platform through which we have a means of bringing all of this wonderful content and bringing you all these amazing guests on our show. So go listen to them at Akaville. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in today. For everything else, stay tuned.